Welcome to Willowdale. Willowdale is a small town with a population of 11,300. Sally and Jake Struthers love living there. They had enough of the big city, so they decided to move to Willowdale with their two children, Monica, who's 17, and Ben, who's 14. Monica isn't happy about moving and leaving her friends but eventually she adjusts to small town living. Monica isn't a shy girl, so it doesn't take her long to make friends. She's a petite girl with long brown hair and brown almond-shaped eyes. Boys are always drawn to her. She starts going to a new school, Acer High, and becomes friends with Stacy Clinton and Melanie Givens. These girls are known for getting into trouble. Stacy is a curvy blonde, and she's labeled as an easy lay by all the boys. Melanie is a little thick, and she likes to dye her hair. Everybody knows that she likes to get high. Monica isn't usually the type of girl to get into trouble, but she clicks with these girls. Monica doesn't care about their relationship. They're nice to her and accept her, and they become the best of friends. Her brother, Ben is tall and scrawny with a buzz cut. He doesn't really have any friends. Some say he's a little strange. He likes to draw disturbing things and keep to himself. This one time, before they moved to Willowdale, Sally came home from work and found Ben choking their family cat. At first, she didn't think very much of it, but then she caught him being inappropriate with the family cat, and she was concerned. Sally and Jake tried to talk to him and explain that what he was doing was wrong, but he didn't think he did anything wrong. He just smiled. They got rid of the cat. After that, they thought it was time for a change. In Willowdale, everybody knows each other's name and looks out for each other. It's a small, quaint town. For fun, teenagers go bowling or hang out at Walmart. People feel safe to leave their door unlocked because nothing bad ever happens in Willowdale. That is, until the night of Saturday, April 16, 2016. sunny Saturday morning. The residents of Willowdale are getting ready for their annual picnic. Mrs. June is in front of her house watering her plants. She's a 71-year-old lady who lives alone since her husband of 43 years passed away. She's retired and volunteers for the local church in her spare time. Whitney Carter, who lives a few houses down, is a single mom to a three-year-old boy named Stephen. She works at the grocery store as a cashier and works at night at Miss Schiff's bar as a waitress. That morning, she was heading out to work when she runs into 46-year-old Michael Wilkins, who lives next door. He owns the hardware store in town. 
He's married to 43-year-old Barbara, and they have no children. The married couple have been trying to have children, but were unsuccessful. Whenever Whitney goes to work, Barbara is more than happy to babysit her son. Whitney becomes close friends with the Wilkins. Whitney has lived in Willowdale for about five years, and the Wilkins pretty much lived there all of their lives. Michael knows Whitney is a single mother, so he offers to help her with things around the house when she needs it. Later that morning, the Struthers head over to the picnic at Pixels Park. There was a variety of games, lots of food, and even pony rides for the kids. Monica runs into Stacy and Melanie, who tell her about their idea about going out to a bar out of town that night. A bar in Winterton called Rockets. Monica is curious about how they're getting in because they're underage. Melanie tells Monica that she scored them all fake ID. This is the first time Monica's going to do something out of the ordinary since she moved to Willowdale. Monica is excited. Monica plans to tell her parents that she's sleeping over Stacy's house that night so she can stay out later. Suddenly, Monica's phone buzzes. She takes her phone out of her pocket to see who it is. She rolls her eyes. Who is that? asks Stacy. Oh, just my ex-boyfriend, Chad. Monica and Chad Samuels dated for about a year. Chad became abusive with Monica. He was controlling and always jealous. He didn't trust her. Monica loves him, but she doesn't like his mood swings. He would say cruel things to her, then say he's sorry. When she moved to Willowdale with her family, she seized the opportunity to break it off with him, but Chad didn't take it very well. He sends her texts all the time, threatening to harm her if she doesn't take him back. Then he'll text her again, saying he didn't mean it. What did he say this time? asked Melanie. All the usual. He says I ruined his life, blah, blah, blah. Monica laughs it off, but deep down she's worried. That night after dinner, Monica tells her parents that she's going to sleep over Stacy's house as planned. At first, her parents have concerns, but then they agree to let her go. Monica goes to her room and packs a bag. Shortly after, Melanie and Stacy pull up in her driveway. Monica runs out of her room, kisses her mom on the cheek, and tells her that she'll be home in the morning. Around 10 o'clock that night, Monica, Stacy, and Melanie finish getting ready for their night out. While the girls are doing their makeup, Melanie rolls a joint. Shortly after, they all get in the car to head over to Rockets. About 45 minutes later, they pull up at Rockets. Stacy turns off the ignition and they all get out of the car. Monica's heart is beating out of her chest. They walk up to the door, and they each hand the bouncer their fake ID. 
He carefully examined each ID, then looked at each of them, through sweat beating on Monica's forehead. He hands them back their ID and tells them they can go inside. Once inside, Monica breathes a sigh of relief. They head over to the bar to get a drink. That's when Monica meets bad boy, Diesel Stone. He's got long, messy, dark hair and a little stubble on his face. He buys her a drink, and for the rest of the night, they're inseparable. At the end of the night, Monica tells Stacy and Melanie that Diesel is going to drive her home. Stacy furrowed her brow. Are you sure? she asked. Yeah, I'll be okay. So Stacy and Melanie get in the car to drive back to Willowdale. The next morning, Stacy wakes up to find that Monica isn't there. She quickly realizes that she never came home last night. She wakes up Melanie. Stacy scurries over to her dresser and grabs her phone. She calls her cell, but she doesn't answer. They decide to wait a little while before calling her mother. Then, around 3 o'clock, Monica did the walk of shame right into Stacy's bedroom. Where the hell have you been? yells Stacy. Chill out. I was with Diesel. I tried calling your phone. Why didn't you answer? Oh, sorry. I was at his house and left my phone in his car. His house? What did you guys do last night? Monica simpered. Oh, you slut, Melanie said jokingly. You're lucky. We almost called your parents. You almost called my parents? We were worried, bitch. They all laughed it off. later, Monica and Diesel get into a huge fight about her ex-boyfriend, Chad. It's around 7.30 p.m., and Monica's parents are out for the night. She's hanging out at her house with Diesel. Chad shows up unexpectedly, and when Monica opens the door, he barges in. When he sees Diesel there, shit hits the fan. Chad and Diesel are in the living room, shouting at each other. Chad shoves Diesel and he shoves Chad back. Monica storms out of the house. Chad follows her, yelling at her to come back. Diesel meets them outside. He pulls out a gun and shoots it in the air. Monica and Chad freeze. Then he points the gun at Chad. A chill runs up Monica's spine. Whitney's home and hears all the noise, so she rushes over to Monica's house to see what's happening. The neighbors crowd around to see what all the commotion is about. Diesel quickly hides the gun in his back pocket. When Whitney sees Diesel, her eyes widen. They share a look. Whitney quickly pulls Monica aside and tells her that Diesel is bad news. While they're talking, Chad wanders off to smoke a cigarette. She tells Monica that he has a criminal record and it would be a good idea to stay away from him. How do you know him? she asked. Whitney explained to her that she knows a girl who dated him 
and things ended badly. She tells her that he's been charged for breaking and entering. Diesel walks towards them with flared nostrils. Don't believe anything, she says, he shouts. Monica runs her hand through her long brown hair. Tears are streaming down her face. At that point, she doesn't know what to believe. Whitney grabs Monica by the arm. Come on, let's go. Monica becomes defensive. I'm not going anywhere with you, she shrilled. Everybody has a past. You have a past. Whitney's face glazes with shock. I don't think he's that guy anymore, Monica says, defending him. Whitney tells Monica that she's being naive and threatens to tell her parents because she's worried about her. Monica snaps. She warns Whitney that if she says anything to her parents, she'll tell everybody her dirty little secret. Whitney's face goes pale. Suddenly, police sirens start blurring. Blue and red lights start flashing. Whitney gives Monica a dark, smoldering look before she turns around and walks away. Later that night, the street is dark and quiet. The neighbors are back in their homes. Stacy and Melanie remember Monica telling them that her parents will be out for the night, so they decide to drop by her house. They try calling her cell phone, but she doesn't answer. Stacy rings the doorbell, but Monica doesn't answer the door. Maybe she's still hooking up with Diesel, says Melanie with a smirk. Stacy grabs the door handle. The door is unlocked. They saunter in the house. Monica, are you here? They stroll into the kitchen and make a gruesome discovery. Monica has been stabbed to death. That's all for now. Tune in next week for the continuation of Willowdale. If you like what you hear, please share it and tell your friends. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Goodbye.